What is going on guys? Welcome to Bearded Discussion Podcast, the show that talks about what it means to be a man in the 21st century. I'm your host, Simon Binkowski, a self-proclaimed fitness fanatic, and I'm on a journey to challenge stereotypes about men. Every week, me and my guests will bring you amazing conversations about masculinity, relationships, fitness, sex, and many more. Now, let's jump into the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bearded Discussion. Today with me, I have my friend Adam Kumas. What's up? How you doing? Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. What I wanted to talk to you today about, guys, is um, something that I think a lot of people between the age of 20 and 30 um, not quite well, or I think they will realize after this episode, it's, it's essentially um, something called, I'm sure you're aware with middle life crisis, but there's actually something called quarter life crisis, which affects young people between the ages of 20 and 30. Um, and yeah, I wanted to talk to Adam about it because we are within that age bracket. And um, I've, I think to a varying extent, we both experienced it. Um, yeah, let me first of all, just um, say what quarter life crisis is. I just brought it up and... Um, Quarter-life crisis is a crisis involving anxiety over the direction and quality of one's life, which is most commonly experienced in the period ranging from a person's early 20s up to their 30s, up to their mid-30s even. Um, yeah, so like, what I wanted to ask you first of all is, um, have you ever experienced it and why do you think that happens? Why do you think you know, quarter-life crisis happens? Uh yeah i actually did uh and it was kind of i don't know how to describe it but it was um it was pretty tough because if you know me right i'm one of these people who just goes nah no, i don't have a court life crisis i'm mentally stable blah blah blah, blah you know yeah, yeah, know. you know um as politically correct as this is you know course life crisis are for pussies uh <laughs> and then i had one i had a big one yeah uh and it hit me when i was 27 so I'm 28 now, just turned 28 in April okay. during quarantine. Best birthday ever. No one was there. Uh, <laughs> just a single cupcake. Just like every year. <laughs> it was a pot noodle, actually. There was no cupcakes. I ran out. Uh, the crusty pot noodle. Um, but yeah, I had my first um, quarter life crisis. Um, well, I say my first. Well, I had my quarter life crisis at 27, and it was tough. I don't know what it, I don't know how to describe it, but it just felt like. Yeah, what did you feel like when you, when you, when you had it? Uh, and I'm not one to use this word quite often because I hate it. I think it's overused, but it was probably one of the only times I've experienced what I think might be anxiety. Okay. Uh, and what it what it was, it was just a feeling of like sinking, um, and I just kind of felt like, ah, oh, fucking hell, I'm I'm closer to thirty now uh, than I am in you know early twenties. Uh, what have I what have I got to show for it yeah and you you know there's so many people that you know you're inspired by and you follow and it goes oh I don't know so and so had made their first million by the time they were 30 Zuckerberg was already a multi-billionaire before he was 30 or something Eminem was a big one for me what he'd already had yeah. like three fucking four, you know platinum albums admittedly I think that was when he was 29 but um, just all these sort of things and you're thinking what am I doing what have I done yeah. what have I done to put my name on the, in, the, in the history books um, what have I got to show for it if I die tomorrow would there be anyone to collect anything yeah <laughs> you know I know what I mean uh, and it, yeah it was tough it was tough I definitely uh, experienced something similar and uh, I completely agree like 
when you're sort of going through it what it feels like is you know you you as much as it as bad as it is to compare yourself to others you in today's world the digital world and the world of social media and instagram and everything that's going on you uh, compare compare yourself to other people you know to the posts that you see and we all know but you 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 don't realize it maybe in a moment that everyone posts only the good things not really the bad things of course uh but yeah you you always compare yourself to you know what you see and yeah during that time you you just struggle with like what you said what do i have to show for my life you know you see all this stuff on social media where you have people in the early like early early 20s like they they just you know starting out that 20s and they yeah. already you know see either ceos of some massive companies which is fantastic for them kudos to them for being able to do that yeah. but you know when you see that you, and you don't have that you compare yourself well yeah. you know they have something like that well yeah i mean i think that's i know it sounds a little bit like jealousy but that's, that's, no. that's not what well, I, I don't i don't know how many i mean i mean i don't know how many ceos i've seen but it's mainly like you know people with three million subscribers on instagram and all they're doing is uploading butt pics and you're like oh i wish i had but that's a to good the same butt. extent you know but when i when i say that i mean like when you see you know some some um they're doing young, well, right? young person they're always already being some, like, around digital company or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. like but it's all to the same extent yeah mm. you see an instagram or youtuber that you yeah. know it it looks like they don't do much but they they have this big following they're yeah. able to you know monetize that and everything yeah uh but you yeah we sort of well, might as well start talking about it but uh i wanted to also ask how much do you think social media affects that like how not how much social media how much of an impact social media has on you know quarter life crisis because i would say that it's quite big like what we talked about like when you see all the posts when you see stuff that's going on and and obviously like i said before people only post the the, the good stuff and not the bad stuff yeah and you know when you buy yourself in your bedroom mm. you're scrolling for instagram feed feed or twitter or Crying. facebook or whatever yeah no you just w- w- you know subconsciously you do compare yourself and then it hits you <clears throat> yeah so what how much of an impact do you think you know social media has on 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 that subject yeah i think i think at the moment like in, in our age definitely i think it has a huge impact um because you're constantly i mean what else do you do you know you watch tv maybe you work maybe you have a hobby that you do and you go to your job and then every other time you're just looking at social media whether it's instagram facebook twitter youtube youtube's a social media platform you're just looking at other people all the time and it's hard because I know sometimes people, I, I don't like, you know, I know, I know you're not supposed to really always compare yourself to others. You know, I know there is, there's definitely value in just as long as you're doing better today than you did tomorrow. Yeah. You know, there's a huge amount of value, importance in that. But I think there's a fine line. I don't believe in that ethos 100%. Because I feel like if everyone was just like, oh, well, yesterday I wasn't wearing pants, so they put on pants. You're like, you need you need to compare yourself to others to know what the benchmark is. And if you really want to succeed at something, you need well, to, yeah, it's, it's, it's necessary, but you can't let it consume you. Uh, you have to use it as an inspiration, definitely. Inspiration, but also but if, you're, if you're people, competitive, you, you know, you want to strive yeah, to absolutely. It. But I would say that a lot of people... It's unhealthy, yeah. A lot yeah, of people... Yeah. You just get you into can, an unhealthy stage because you see one and you see another, you yeah. just go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And, you know... You, it, de- it depends if you can if you can compartmentalise it, essentially. Uh, you kind of go, right, well, that's a target. Don't obsess about them all the time. And then just being like, okay, well, what am I doing? And how can I do that? Or how can I be better? Um... 
and just working from there I think I mean I, I think you were asking you know, how much you think social media affects it we were talk, we touched on it briefly I don't know if this is coming up later in the, in the, in the show but I don't think my parents experienced a quarter life crisis well yeah that was that was essentially another question do you, did, yeah. do you think that quarter life crisis always existed I don't think it did I mean, I don't know. This is, I can only talk from my, from my, what, 28 years on the planet, my limited experience, but social media has such, it's a, it's a tool, right? It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a tool. And, you know, there are great things on social media and great things about it, but then, you know, you can see things, people are more connected now than ever. You can, we can, we can rallies and movements and protests can happen. Yeah. All sorts of things can happen for positive change. But then the negative side of it is that people do start looking at, things and start threading it I think back in the day right my dad if he wanted to compare himself he had him a couple of his mates in the pub and then a newspaper that was it that was that was you only really you only really knew your bubble whereas okay, I think now yeah. I can, you can see thousands of people across the world and what they're doing at any moment in it in given, given time you kind of go oh now they're jetting off to Las Vegas and now they're ah oh, now they're you know in Cancun and it's just like why aren't I doing that why aren't I doing you know do you really not think that that was present to you to a maybe a varying extent or to a less extent or just it it um it uh showed itself up uh, differently essentially um as in you know you you nowadays you have the pressure of w- all the adverts that you see the social media and, mm. and and things like that but maybe in the past maybe our parents i do think that maybe to a certain extent they did experience it they just didn't maybe they, they weren't aware of it but you you would have and a much uh, less pressure extent. from from their parents you would have you know pressure of your of your environment of your surroundings yeah maybe on a, at a much lesser degree but i know i think i think if we're talking about self-imposed pressure i think social media is definitely a catalyst yeah i don't think it existed um really when our parents were younger you know into this to the same extent i think social media has has sort of poured gasoline essentially and all sorts of insecurities um because you're constantly able to sort of see yourself it just made it more evident maybe or, or yeah you know, I th- you, I know think you, you constantly like i said before you you sit in you sit in your bedroom or you know you're on your lunch break or whatever mm. you just scroll through all the instagram posts the the, the let's Facebook be honest it's not even just then you're doing it all hours of the day whenever you can you do it on the toilet you do it in the bath you do it you just you're you're always you do it phone. in every spare moment essentially but then yeah. like like what we you know a, a lot of people i would say mm. uh, take it to a a bigger like take it to a bigger extent than it mm. than it should be like it it becomes toxic rather than yeah. inspirational well, this is the thing would be you know, motivational this is where people start doing social detoxes don't they and they start sort of saying you know something that i've liked the idea of but i've never employed is you know when you go if you go to meet a group of friends with dinner they'll put their phones in the middle of the table or something or in a bowl or something mm-hmm. to sort of have like a phone amnesty and they go right no no phones for this moment yeah um I don't know about you, like I've definitely sometimes I've questioned, I've woke I've woken up in the morning and my alarm clock is on my phone and I kinda of go, Hello, phone and then What, in your head at, or are you actually say No, in my head I'm thinking, right, this is the first thing I've seen is my alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at my phone the whole fucking day, maybe I've got out somewhere, and then just before bed I'm like looking at my phone. And then I and then I set my alarm for the next morning and I put my phone down. It's it's the it's the first thing I see in the morning and it's the last thing I see when I go to bed. It's so fucking sad. What your phone? Yeah. 
But you don't look at it throughout the day because you don't fucking ever answer my calls or texts. Well, that's 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 one of the reasons, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the unrelated reason. I mean, did I say that? No, I never look at my phone. Uh, but I just feel like you sometimes look at it and you kind of just go. Well, yeah, it becomes an extension of you, definitely. Like mm. you, you can't escape it. This this little thing is just yeah. Nowadays, I would say you can't really live without it because it. I mean, you can, but it's... You can, you just get a lot less shit done. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and, and You have and to start... You want to you make a bank transfer? Yeah, walk to the bank. Queue yeah. up like a bitch. And in a digital world, you can't really, you know... Th- this is a great thing. This this can simplify your life and, and make it easier and better in a lot of ways. Yeah. But you can definitely... Yeah. Um, it can definitely get to a toxic stage. Mm. And yeah, with like... Um, yeah, I just, I just think, you know, people people for the most part just take it to an un- unhealthy level because you know it, it's 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 good to use it only for inspiration but yeah so i think if you are suffering with a cause of life crisis it's it's hard i mean would you say you're still in yours or have you passed through? no i would say i passed it but i went through it maybe for like three years so okay well three two years maybe all right yeah are you happy talking about what got you through it or what got me through it or, or what what made you nothing not yeah it? it was you know i got a, i finished university mm-hmm. uh with the these like big plans or oh, i want to achieve this i want to achieve that yeah inspired by the the stuff that i've seen on social media the articles that i've read the movies ads whatever um yeah i got out of university thinking that i'm gonna you know make it big and everything um and I started doing things that I that I thought would get me there, and I just put too much pressure on myself, uh, and I wanted to sort of, in a way, get too big too quick, mm-hmm. and it, the, the pressure sort of ate me up. Yeah. And and um, yeah, and I I just it it really fucked me up for a, for a long time mm. because this other things that also happen in like my personal life Hmm. um and yeah i just and then as i was going through it i was still looking at social media comparing myself to this comparing myself to that and then you know it was like a self uh, i think that's that's the correct word self sort of perpetuating uh wheel or or Mm. thing where you know you you're going through that but you you keep feeding it essentially yeah you're always on that social media you always watch movies you're always you know thinking that it um it's going to inspire you to inspire you to do something else but in my case it it didn't it sort of it just made it worse and worse and worse and and the way i was getting out of it is uh i just you know started going out there more found a different job Mm -hmm. found uh more and different friends and is that when you started going to the gym as well uh yeah 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 gym gym is definitely a big helper like you know whenever you exercise if you don't know simon he's um as the kids call it buff (laughs) (laughs) i tried to yeah i've got i've got i'm rocking a dad bod an overweight dad bod exercise is a huge part of it like whenever you know whenever you're going for a tough time exercise is a huge part Mm. uh, of getting out of it or helping you get out of it uh just because you know you you feel better about yourself about your body it releases endorphins into into your brain and 
like obviously when you take care of yourself and you feel better you do better and you know yeah it's 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 interesting like it's interesting hearing that from your perspective because for me my midlife my quarter life crisis sorry only lasted about maybe eight months would you be comfortable to share why you think you got it yeah 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 uh it was just the number 27 okay. it was i think it was the a mixture of the oh what do they call it it's the 27 club or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you get all these famous stars they all die yeah. at 27 it's cursed to 27 all that sort of stuff you know amy winehouse kirk bain loads of people yeah um die at 27 and with all these people when they're dying at 27 they've already made a name for themselves they're already somebody they're already huge right and I kind of thought oh shit I'm 27 what the hell am I doing also it's just the idea that when you're in your 20s like if you're 24 when yeah. you meet someone who's 27 you look at them like they're a grandpa <laughs> you kind of go you kind of go alright granddad and I know that's the case because I was like that I was 24 and then someone three years older than you kind of go alright mate which is weird because you realise they're closer to 30 than they are to 20 and then you think to yourself well 30 is mature yeah. age right? which is weird though because when I was like what 15 if I met someone who was six, you know, 17 or 18 I didn't look at them as like granddad I was just like oh yeah he's just a little bit older than me yeah I don't look at that now I don't go oh they're just a little bit older than me I kind of go because you're there <laughs> yeah you're almost there I was just like I was just I was looking at them going and going when I was in the, I was like early 20s and I was like oh yeah oh alright mate <laughs> 28 year old <laughs> near death aren't you yeah. uh, and now I'm there and I know that's how 20 year olds view and you also don't realise how quickly it goes goes like that yeah and every year spoiler alert every year you get older it, the years are shorter and shorter and shorter yeah I remember oh, I remember when I first started every week when I first started my job, every week felt like an eternity when I was like, what, 21, 22. That's true. Yeah. Every week at work, I was just like, when is it going to be Friday? It's been Tuesday for three years. What's going on? <laughs> Why is it taking so long? And now I'm at work and I'm, you know, it's just, you and it doesn't, it doesn't, it, you, you kind of go, it's Friday again. Oh shit, it's Friday. And you're like, it's Friday again. You go, Adam, no, it's been, it's three months have gone. You kind of go, what? Where did the hell did that go? And it's not because you enjoy your job or you don't like your job. It's nothing to do it. It's just the days go quicker. And also, I think the, the older you get, the busier you get with all your extracurricular stuff. And, yeah. And you start worrying about taxes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What broadband package am I going to get? So, <laughs> uh, for me, what got me out of my midlife crisis was uh, buying a flat. Right? Okay. Buying a flat. All right. Uh, you know, admittedly shared ownership. I'm not made of money. Um <laughs> Thank you, government there's no schemes. Daddy, there's, there's no daddy and mommy buying houses here. No, I don't have any. It's hard I don't, work, people. Yeah, it was just fucking saving up and living like a chump for two years. Yeah. Gonna go, hey, man, do you go out for a pint? No, 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 I'm okay. I'm gonna nurse this one beer that was got to me by someone who earns more. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna nurse this. How have you drinking that pint all night? What are you doing? It's like, no, it's okay. I've been there, people. Like, I've been I've been in a pub with him. So, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever he's saying. Is yeah, well, you're, you're that man now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I still am. Um, yeah, I think for me it was. I think especially in the UK, there's a huge there's a huge push to buy and own your own place, uh, and you and there is you know like I rented for a while. It's so damn hard to do it. It's so it's so hard, 
uh, I was living with my ex previously and we were renting and all my money, I think I worked out it was like eight or nine grand. We we're living in London. One one little bedroom. It didn't, didn't didn't even have double glazing. The bitch who owned it, she didn't even put double glazing in the place. She bought the place. I did if it, go on to Zoopla. By if you're renting, by the way, find out how much your place is worth. Go on to Zoopla. Type in the postcode. You'll find your flat nine nine, nine times out of ten, and you can find out when it was last sold and for what costs. Wow. So this flat uh, we were living in, it was a one little bedroom flat in Battersea. Uh, cost over what? I think it was over half a million. Maybe it was six hundred thousand easily. Wow. Um, and it, she, this woman had paid off the mortgage. I met her. She was like a little, cre- a little old cretin, sort of like moving around, going. Um, she'd already paid off the mortgage twenty five years ago, right? She's just collecting the paycheck so yeah. she can just, I don't know, buy blood from the young and put it into her veins or something. And uh, listeners, you can c- clearly hear that Adam really loved her landlady. <laughs> I didn't know she was a bitch. Uh, right. she, she, I actually were. I actually we were what, we were paying her what. 1600 maybe 1700 a month that is so uh, for a one crazy. bedroom flat and well Battersea that's Battersea for you right well yeah but it's still a crazy amount it's a crazy amount but it's not it's not uh, what was it she so split between two people me and my girlfriend it wasn't that bad but it was still awful right I worked out how much it would cost to put the whole, the whole flat double glazing it was like 900 quid like less than one month's rent and she never did it and she she used to she'd come in periodically every few months and like she would do the cliched thing where you know they get the finger and they run it across the surface like shh yeah and then she was like checking if there was dust and I was like you 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 cow uh, <laughs> but I, I saw how much she bought it for she bought that flat back in 1995 for yeah. 150,000 Ridiculous. And it must have been so affordable. She bought two because she the, the cow. She owned two. <laughs> she owned two in one block. She owned them together. I was like, oh, what? And she she just lives in a fucking house in Essex, right? These are boomers for you, baby boomers. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, oh my god, I, had I known in 1995 that I was get, I was you know, I was only what three years old. I didn't know I was gonna get fucked. <laughs> yeah. You know, 20 years later. Um, but yeah, you just, I think just throwing that money down the drain, and I, I get it. If you can, if some people only rent because that's their only option, uh, yeah. and everything else. And if you're one of those people, my heart fucking thoughts go out to you. It's really. extremely hard to get on a property ladder in London, especially. Like, Absolutely, you know, it's the yeah. prices are just ridiculous. If you can afford to stay with your parents or find somewhere, if you can afford to save up, however you do it, even if like what for two years I didn't really go out, I didn't really do anything, and I was yeah. saving my the majority of my paycheck. I was paying a bit of rent to my dad, like four hundred quid just on rent. And then the rest of it was all to do with saving. I did it for two years, saved up enough money, went on a LISA scheme the government was doing, which is still available to save up money. It's a lifetime ISA, do it. Yeah. Um, Skipton. Skipton, I think, is the main provider. Yeah. And I saved up and I just bought a place. I was able to get on the property ladder. Yeah. And even though it's like it's only half a step onto the property ladder because it's like shared ownership, yeah, it's, it's something. something. And like yeah. I come back I come back to my flat and I just feel like, wow, all right. That's this is something I've got something to my name. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. I've only been here since January, and that's what's solved or put. Yeah, that that must be a huge push for you know for for you getting out of it. Yeah, because yeah, you have you know a a physical shelter essentially you, 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 yeah. you satisfied one of your one of your primal basic needs you're worried about a mortgage it just it, it just puts you on that plane of going all right i'm an adult now you yeah know, i'm not like there's always that argument your parents will say to you oh why are you bother renting you're throwing money away and stuff they're right listen to them right yeah you know you are really you want to buy something and just do it do it that way yeah 
Um, at least if you're suffering from a um, course life crisis, that's what I found out. Yeah, but okay, based on that, then sort of you know, based on your experience and what you went through, do you what do you think are other or different ways of you know trying to get out of it? Uh, yeah, if you're having a course life crisis, a course life crisis normally comes from from my experience, not knowing what you want to achieve and feeling like you haven't achieved much. Yeah, so you need to write you, you down. Don't, you don't know what you want to do. You, yeah, which path you want to take? Because yeah. every you know you feel like whatever yeah. path you take, you're gonna have to be on it for a long time, yeah, few years or whatever. And you know, at that time, it feels like an eternity, really. Yeah, I think I think whatever it is. If you get to the quarter life crisis and you're thinking, fuck, what do I, how do I get out of this? You need to really take a hard look at what you're doing. Uh, look, take it's a hard look at yourself. It's soul searching, isn't it? This it's soul searching, but you really need to write down. I'm talking like not writing in your phone, like actually get a pen and paper and write down, why do I feel anxious? What mm-hmm. do I feel insecure about? Do I feel insecure because I don't, I, you know, I don't own a home? Do I feel insecure because I'm not getting paid enough for my current job? Am I getting insecure? I feel, do I feel insecure because all my friends around me are settling down and having kids and I'm not? Yeah. You need to write down what do you feel insecure about and what do you actually want? Don't just do what your friends are doing. Do what you want. And then once you find out whatever that is, whether it's maybe a career change, get a better job, whether it's buy, save up and buy a place. Write those things down and go, if I I know if I had this, this and this, I wouldn't feel as anxious as I do yeah. today. Write them down and fucking do them. Yeah. Just do them. You owe it to yourself to do it. You only live once. Nobody gets reincarnated. Yeah. Sorry if you believe in you know, Hinduism. But um, just do it and commit to it. And as harsh as it sounds, once you've done that, if you don't stick to it, you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah, I think I think you're completely right. Well, that will get you out of it. You know, if you stick to it, that will get what even I'm, even even before like even before uh, even before I moved into my flat. Yeah. Just the process of me saving up for the flat and knowing that I had a target to hit and a deadline, I had a saving goal to hit, and I knew that would qualify me to get a mortgage and everything else. I'd work that all out. Even that process and of doing it got me out of it. Yeah, or at least quelled it. And I think that's really important. Like it won't, it doesn't, it won't just. It's not just the, the just the destination. It's actually you figuring out what you really want in life. Yeah. And when you're in your mid twenties or mid to late twenties, then you should really know. I think if you're a seventeen year old with you know eighteen year old not really knowing what you want to do, that's fine. But when you're like twenty five plus, figure your shit out. Well, you you should maybe at least have a. Uh an idea of what you of what you want in in life of what or what you want to achieve because you know i, I think to a, a certain extent I think, you, I think you 20, never really have it all figured out because no you no know, one has you, it all you figured don't out. want to be stuck in but your you way. need you should have goals oh yeah absolutely if you Those want to are, sort it out absolutely. you know unless unless your goal is just to be you know sit on the potato sit on sit on the couch and be a couch potato but yeah. you should really 25 plus and it's okay if you don't have your shit together but if you're feeling anxious and you're having a midlife uh, quarter life crisis and you're thinking i really want to sort this out get your shit together do it now yeah because that's the only way you're going to get out of out of it don't go oh i'll just wait a couple more years and maybe i'll hit 30 and then i'll see what i want to do like nobody like it's cool if you're sort of like renting and you're you know unemployed and you're you're struggling to make rent in your 20s that's kind of like fun it's sexy isn't it it's kind of like oh yeah everything's up in the air when you hit 30 and you're still in that position it's it then becomes embarrassing right Mm -hmm. okay so don't get to that point yeah that's true do it now like yeah like i agree with you and you know i want you guys to know to all the people that are listening if you're going through that 
it's perfectly normal to feel like that. There's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. A lot of people are going through it. A lot of people have gone through it, and a lot of people will go through it. Um, but yeah, like like what you like what Adam said and what you said. You know, as hard as it might be, but that is true. Just get a piece of paper, get a pen, write down what you what yeah. you want to achieve, what you want. Like as as crazy as it might sound, and as trivial as it might mm. as it might sound, just have something. Yeah, have a goal, and put it up, stick it on your wall as well. Like I'm a big believer in wall chart, wall, wall charts, and also do it in small steps because you know, yeah, if, make it. If make you it make really that st- step of like, mm. oh, I want to be a billionaire. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fucking no. steps that you have yeah. to take to get there. So there's uh, oh, I don't know, there I don't know. I'm trying to remember which each one is. I mean, there's without getting too technical, there's there's actually books written about this called like making smart goals. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the top of the way, but it was oh yeah, smart. I think it was specific. Make the goals specific, measurable, measurable, uh, achievable. Was it A and then T? I Realistic can't it was. and oh yeah, time yeah time t- um, time constraint or yeah. something yeah yeah. Oh, good, we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so time, is useful for something. There we go. I didn't learn that. I not a BuzzFeed article. Um, but it was like, yeah, make it time specific as well. Don't just go, I don't want to be a bit, I want to be a billionaire, for example, if that is your goal. Make it, all right, I want to, I want to earn, I'm currently on, I don't know, 25K. I want to hit 40K. I want to be, I want to be on 40K, but by, by next year or by t- in two years' time. Yeah. Then you kind of go, okay, well, good. In, in, in the immediate t- in the future write down what you need to do and just make it specific measurable realistic and time bound or time constrained yeah. then you th- then you actually hold to it yeah there's a lot of video there's a lot of motivational videos on on YouTube on just on the internet really um, whatever gets you there whatever whenever you know you might watch one video you might feel a spark or something then they just just go with it you know just just keep continue continue on that path and you will you will get there it it, it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard but it's not unachievable um you know you know just just look at look in the mirror and know that like i said before it's it's completely normal to feel like that yeah yeah i'd agree yeah exactly all right Thank you. Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Adam, for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, man. Um, I hope you guys like. You know, that's that's what the show is here for. If if you get any sort of inspiration from this, or a better understanding, or at least it opens up a discussion, or or creates some sort of a spark in you mm. to you know go out and do better, or just at least start thinking about it. Then yeah, and talk to people. Don't be afraid absolutely. To talk to yeah, talk talk to people. Talk to your. To I your talk friends, to you when I admire my, my exactly, exactly, exactly. Having good friends is yeah. is one of the most important things in life. Yeah. Like, and never take it for granted. And if you don't have any friends, make some friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Make some. It's not hard. Yeah, you know. All right, let's wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you tune in next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me, man. All right, see you guys. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Bearded Discussion Podcast. If you like the show, subscribe and follow your host, Simon Binkowski, on YouTube and Instagram. Share it with your friends and tune in next week. See ya.